Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y. Smith. If you missed last week's program, please go to the website and review it on the Conquering the Seeds of Destruction podcast so that you can see what I have discussed. Just to kind of give you a brief summary, I shared and asked you what you thought about yourself. I continue to share how it is more important on what God thinks of you than overwhelming yourself with the opinions of others. I also discussed another seed that the enemy plants in you, which is the seed of disapproval. And I also started the discussion of the two roots that come out of it, which is the root of insecurity and the root of being unstable. Now today, I am going to discuss with you the last root that comes from the seed of disapproval that the enemy actually waters in you so that he can try to get a deeper hold on you. This particular root is called the root of a nervous breakdown. So let's go ahead and start off by defining what a nervous breakdown is. So a nervous breakdown is an attack of mental or emotional disorder of sufficient severity to be incapacitating, especially when requiring hospitalization. So this particular scripture that I'm actually going to use this time is not actually combating it, but it's actually reiterating the effect of having a nervous breakdown. So it's a little bit different than how I normally do it. And so the actual scripture that I'm going to use comes from Psalm chapter 31, verse 12, which says, I am forgotten as a dead man out of mind. I am like a broken vessel. Now, when you are in this type of mindset, you really are at rock bottom. Every little thing that you do or say can become challenging to you. And at times, you may be starting to question your existence because you don't feel that you are an active player or that anything that you do makes sense. When the enemy has your mind, he really does have you. He feeds so much negativity into your mind in various ways, such as traumatic situations that have taken place, condemning words maybe that people have said to you that you constantly keep replaying in your mind, or maybe even an event that hurt you at your core that you continue to stay only in that hurt, which was part of the event that took place. So as long as you stay at that place and don't believe anything positive about yourself, you will be at this breaking point. Now, let me help some of you understand this just a little bit deeper. When some people have bad things happen to them, and there may also even be a deep hurt there. Some people are still able to muster up enough courage and self-esteem to kind of get themselves out of it because they have enough belief about themselves that they can overcome it and get past it. Also, if they are children of God, they also know that God loves them and that for whatever reason this situation has happened, 
God's going to bring them through it. And they will actually be able to learn the lessons needed in the situation. However, there are some people that don't have enough confidence or self-assurance or self-esteem to pull themselves up. As a result, the situation, the event, or even the degrading words start to layer up inside of them. Now, unfortunately, it causes them to feel more defeated, more depressed, and even more hopeless. As a result, they start listening to the enemy even more because they don't want to go through any more hurt, problems, relationships, or anything else in life. They just don't want to deal. The enemy will start whispering all types of things in their ear. And I have some of those things actually listed on pages 66 and 67, if you're actually following along in the book. Now, the enemy will tell you whatever he needs to say so that you will give up on you. And that's something that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to turn that negative voice off inside of you. Now, if that is you and you are feeling like this, please try your best to just shut it down. You owe it to yourself to work through it and to fight and to live. You owe it to God to live. The enemy will want you to stay focused on those particular negative things, but you will need to take the focus off of yourself and allow your focus to shift to God and let him tell you how important you are to him. Don't keep letting the enemy tell you something different. Now, Psalms 34 verse 18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Just because the enemy wants you to stay crushed, you have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you if you just trust in him and operate in it. If you have accepted Christ as your savior, the Holy Spirit resides in you. So you will need to just take the time to hear and learn his voice. Now, another scripture to hold on to is Psalm chapter 147, verse three, which says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. As you can see from this scripture, the Lord wants to heal your broken heart. Now, from both of these scriptures, the Lord wants you to know that he is there and you don't have to go through this alone. He is there with you. Now, the question becomes, do you believe that he is there? Do you believe that he can help you? Will you allow him to help you? Please give yourself a reason to live in hope with God. There is something on the other side of this that is so much better if you just trust him and believe in him. Now, as you learned in chapter one in the root of separation, the enemy wants to isolate you in order to be able to destroy you. As he tries to gain control of your mind, he will either make you look so out of character that people don't know what or how to help you. Or the enemy will keep just telling you to run from your problems. You can't keep running from them. You must face them head on. When you run from them, they still always find a way of coming back. 
And sometimes they can even be more destructive than before because they will have more layers onto them. Face your problems with the assurance of knowing that God is with you and he will fight for you. Exodus 14, 14 says, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. So always be confident that the Lord is always fighting for you. Let's now look at our example with Abram to see how the enemy tried to attack him with this last route. And so I'm going to actually be talking from Genesis chapter 16, verses 6 through 11. And it says, Abram replied, since she is your servant, you may deal with her as you see fit. So Sarai treated her harshly and Hagar ran away. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a desert spring along the road to Shur. The angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I am running away from my mistress, she replied. Then the angel of the Lord said, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. The angel added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And the angel also said, you are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard about your misery. So once again, we see that Abram didn't handle the matter wisely because he told Sarai to just deal with it as she saw fit. And as I have said previously, there is nothing like a woman scorned. The Bible said that Sarai treated Hagar harshly. Now, most of us, of course, can read into that and know that the situation wasn't handled in a good manner at all, especially since we saw that Hagar ran away. So let's look at this deeper at the nervous breakdown that Hagar had. Hagar started off as a servant to Sarai and Sarai gave her permission to sleep with her husband. Back then, since Sarai gave her servant to her husband, Hagar was also considered married to him, which was consistent in following their custom. So the customs, of course, back then were so different from today's situations. Now, Hagar started getting prideful when she became pregnant and also arrogant to Sarai. However, when Sarai let Abram know how upset she was, Abram let Sarai deal with Hagar in whatever way she wanted to, instead of Abram handling the situation as he needed to, according to what God would expect him to do. Hagar realized that she not only wasn't the favorite wife, but that she didn't have any support at all, not from Abram and definitely not from Sarai. Hagar was good with running from her problems and had done this a couple of times, actually. Since Hagar still had a son from Abram, God still found favor on her and blessed her with Ishmael and all of the descendants that came from Ishmael. It is obvious that God heard Hagar's cry also in spite of Abram's mistakes that he made. Now, even though the situation or your mental state may feel too much to deal with, you have to give yourself a chance, a real chance, and you have to give God a chance to change the course of how things are going. You have to understand that you are not alone when it comes to being faced with hardships or feelings like there is no way out. 
please understand that everyone processes information differently. Just because you may be going through a difficult time right now, it doesn't mean that the next thing that you go through will be that bad. Also, you may run into someone else going through the same thing that you didn't think was really that bad. And they may tell you that it is the worst thing that they have ever experienced. Everyone processes information differently. So don't beat yourself up when rough times come your way. Just have the courage to face it, to remain open to it, to push through it, and to allow God to guide you through it. What you may find is that as time goes on, you will be used by God to share your story of how God had you go through this just to help someone else that you were going to be meeting down the road. This situation is not by accident or a coincidence that you are going through it. This has happened for a reason. So just understand that. Now, as I begin to wrap up, I do want you to please hold on to the fact that it is God's voice that you need to hold on to and not all of the other voices and negativity that keep flooding your mind. Give it your all when trying to listen to God's voice. Now, tomorrow, I'm going to share with you God's seed of survival that he plants into you to destroy the seed of disapproval and the roots that come out of it. And that seed is called the seed of approval. So please join me tomorrow as we continue to see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email destruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at destruction.com. That's destruction.com.